Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Howdy, 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 ho! Two minutes past on a Wednesday, 21st day of June, year of our Lord, 2023. What is going on, everybody? Dan Grasso Show, 98.7 ESPN. That is where you are. We're taking it right up until 10 o'clock for the next three hours. Gordon and Larry, Larry and Gordon, they're going to take over at that given moment. What do we have tonight? Well, what do we got? We got Harvey. We got Joe. They're producing the program as always. Tweet at me at Dan Gross at G-R-A-C-A. This is one of our final, and I've been talking about this, this is one of our final 7 p.m. shows for the foreseeable future. You know, summertime is technically here, right? I mean, today's the first day of summer. Longest day of the year. I mean, so you could go crazy. Get outside. I know the weather's kind of crummy. It's dark. It's supposed to rain, right? It's overcast. But get outside. Soak up as much daylight as possible. When this show's over at 10 o'clock, it might even still be light out. Give or take, there might be a chance, but it's the longest day of the year. Who cares that there's going to be raindrops? Don't let that scare you. Enjoy the outside. Take the show with you on the go because of modern technology, you can do that. So keep the company and and we'll keep you company for the next few hours here. But like I said, one of our last shows here together because with summer coming up, you know, people are taking vacations and I'm no different. So we're either going to be off, we're going to be all moving around just to make sure that we can fill some slots here as, you know, people are entitled to a little hard-earned R&R on this radio station. So it's kind of, it, it, it's bittersweet tonight. You know, I think we only have like a couple of more of these, maybe until like August. It, it, it's going to be, you know, we're not going to see each other much. We're not going to talk to each other much in this slot. You know, if this is part of your routine, it's part of my routine. I don't know about you, but it's definitely part of my routine. So that's going to have to change a little bit. Rest of the week, I'll be in with Bart. On Thursday and Friday at noon. So, going to have to wake up a little bit earlier tomorrow and, and get back in here in the whole nine yards. But we'll make it work. Just putting that on your calendar. That we're going to have to maybe shuffle some things up here over the next couple of months as we get into the summer and hopefully some better weather here. Uh, interesting things on the agenda for tonight, as there usually are. We got the NBA draft coming up tomorrow from Brooklyn, from the Barclays Center. We will be all over it, even though I don't know, to be quite honest with you, I don't know necessarily what the appetite for the NBA draft is, at least in these parts. You know, nationwide is one thing, but here in New York, I mean, I understand that the event is in our city, but or at least a borough of our city, but with the Knicks not having a pick, you know, the Nets have a couple of picks there in the 20s in the first round. I, I, I don't know what the wow factor is necessarily, but nevertheless, I understand that there are some people that dig it. And some people that have an appetite to, you know, see who the new stars of tomorrow are going to be and who some of these names are. And, and we will be all over it for you. We'll talk to our buddy Terrence Oglesby. Knows the college game inside now from the field of 68. He'll join us later on in the program. Talk a little bit about what we can expect to see. Maybe some trades that could shake up the NBA draft, including some established stars in the NBA, which could be changing addresses. We even had a report today that maybe our good buddy KP, Kristaps Porzingis, he might be close to maybe calling Beantown 
his new home as Washington, the Celtics Clippers, said to be embroiled in a three-way conversation, which could send KP up north. Remember, there was some talk that maybe the Knicks could possibly pursue an, a, a reunion with KP, but now that doesn't look like that's going to be happening. We'll talk to T.O. a little bit later on here about the NBA draft, but a lot of baseball tonight, as you would expect, right? Because after all, Yankees are just about to get underway at home again against the Seattle Mariners. It'll be Johnny Brito who gets the call up to make the start tonight, and they're going to be going up against a guy who, you know, for all intents and purposes, could have been a Yankee. And, of course, we're talking about Luis Castillo and really had a lot of success against them last year, and, you know, you hope that that isn't one that comes back to haunt you for not pulling the trigger on acquiring him. We know that he's certainly one of the top righties in the American League, and the Yankees are going to have to deal with him tonight. Hopefully they'll be dancing around the raindrops and they can get this game in here. So... We got the Yankees, and earlier today, I don't know if you guys had a chance to hear it or not, but Hal Steinbrenner, the guy who signs the checks, the boss for the Bronx Bombers, he was on with TMKS, and the guy spent a half an hour talking to him. And Hal answered every question. Hal didn't shy away from anything. And it was really, really uh, good stuff if you're a Yankee fan. So if you didn't get a chance to hear it, I know they replayed it a little while ago too. We'll revisit it for you, but since it was just replayed, we're not going to, you know, that's not going to be our jumping off point today, but I promise we'll do plenty on the Yankees and plenty on Hal Steinbrenner's interview with the Michael K. Show. But we have to begin, have to begin with the other baseball team, right? Because it takes two to tango. And Mets haven't been doing a lot of dancing so far this year. And if you're a faithful listener to this program, you know exactly how I feel about them. You know that I haven't held back regarding the Mets and their ineptitude so far this year. And, you know, why should today be any different, right? Another series is in the books. Down in Houston, it got off to such a promising start on Monday night. Max Scherzer looked really, really good. The bats came to life. And they annihilated the defending champions 11-1 to in their ballpark. And you're thinking, all right, win one of the next two. Got Justin Verlander going the next day. You got to like your chances, right, of at least getting one of these next two games. Did that happen? No, of course not. Of course not. And today, I think if you sat through that game, told you a lot. Well, question it told you a lot. You look at that one today, and if you stayed with it for all three and a half hours, and, and probably one of the longest games you're going to see, I mean, this was like pre-pitch clock baseball today. It was painstaking. This was like right out of vintage Yankees Red Sox from back in the day. Remember those games would just be like four hours long and they would just never end? I mean, we were like two hours into the game today, and they were still on like the bottom of the third inning. It just never, ever moved. But when it's all said and done and they finish counting up all the runs and all the errors and all the other mistakes, the Astros had a couple of more runs than the Mets. Mets scored eight. Astros scored ten. And the number that jumps out off the on the page is, well, you know what? The Mets scored a lot of runs again and they lost. It's 11th time they've lost this year when they've scored six or more runs. Think about that for a second, right? We're only 74 games into the season. And 11 times the Mets have scored more than enough runs to win a baseball game, and they lose. Now, on the other hand, the team that you're chasing, the team that they're not going to catch, the team that they wouldn't even be able to find with a GPS right now, with a telescope. I'm not talking about one of those cheap Fisher Price ones. I mean, like a real good one that like NASA uses. The Braves, you know what their record is this year when they've scored six or more runs? 32-1. and one. How about that? 32-1 and one because they're a good team. They play com complimentary baseball. You know, if one 
facet of their team maybe is lacking a little bit, they compensate it in other ways, not the Mets. When the Mets have days like today when they hit and they score a lot of runs, those are the days that they can't pitch. Days when they can't pitch, or excuse me, days when they do pitch well, they can't hit, like last night. You know, by all accounts, Verlander gave up three runs. That should be enough to win a game. Bats dried up, and they couldn't mess through anything offensively. So where are we right now? Well, 74 games into the season, you're 34 up and 40 down. You're a season worst, six games under 500. It's not early anymore, boys and girls. It's not. Okay, in another week, we're going to be halfway through the season. Even teams like the Philadelphia Phillies, who last year, remember, were the last team into the playoffs. They snuck into the postseason. They were even further ahead at this point last year than the Mets are right now. You can't just snap your fingers with the same group of guys and think, oh, yeah, you know what? We'll figure this thing out. It'll be fine. We've played crummy for three months, but I'm sure that it'll just right itself. Doesn't work that way. Doesn't work that way at all. You lost 13 of your last 17 games. But as the manager said after the game today, and I thought that this was kind of enlightening, Buck Showalter said the guys are confident. Guys have an idea about what they're doing. So they still believe in themselves, which is great. Right? Thank. Imagine how much worse things would be if the Mets were not confident in what they were doing each and every day. But at least they got the confidence. 34 and 40. I think a lot of fans would probably trade the confidence for some wins, but that's just me making an assumption. Here's another way to describe how bad the Mets have been this year. Okay? Take this. As you and I are talking right now, Mets have the – there are three teams in the National League who have worse records than the Mets. Only three. You got Colorado, you got Washington, you got St. Louis. All three of those teams, believe it or not, head-to-head, have winning records against the Mets. So they can't even beat them. And how about our buddy Daniel Vogelback, who's essentially this year's version of what Joey Gallo was last year for the Yankee fan. Now all of a sudden, since Friday, Daniel Vogelback looks like the guy the Mets hoped they were getting when they acquired him last year from the Pittsburgh Pirates. Today he had three hits, three RBIs. Ripping the ball all over the field. Exit velo. All these metrics, which the Mets organization has shoved in your face all year to justify why they keep running Daniel Bogleback's name out there in the lineup each and every day. Guess what? They still lost. They still lost. You even got Daniel Vogelback contributing to things, and they're still incapable of winning games. This one kind of flies under the radar a little bit too, but I was watching, you know, some of the game before I had to, you know, be in transit here. Seemed like every time I looked up at the TV, the Astros were stealing a base. And Omar Narvaez wasn't even close to throwing anybody out. Not even close. I think that they stopped counting at four in the stolen base department. If you're a Mets fan, it gives you flashbacks. Like, I haven't seen the Mets get that abused in the running game since back when Mike Piazza was still catching And they would play those Marlins teams with Juan Pierre and Luis Castillo. And remember, they would just run wild against Piazza. And they would steal about like a million bases in a three-game series. That's what it was like today, watching the Houston Astros. Omar Narvaez looked lost. And I thought this guy was supposed to be a decent defensive catcher. Why isn't Alvarez behind the plate? Alvarez is better than he is. You got a day off tomorrow. Right? I mean, if I'm reading the schedule right, you got a day off tomorrow. Don't you want to win the series? They can't pitch eight walks by that brilliant pitching staff today. Eight. 
You can't run the bases. Pete Alonso, I guess he thinks he's still playing in the backyard and he's five years old. That when you hit the ball, you can run wherever the hell you want down at the first base. You know when you see little kids play t-ball in the backyard and they, or the wiffle ball? And then they like hit the ball and everybody says, oh, run, Johnny, run, 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 Johnny, run. And they just run wherever the hell they want, like out of the baseline, across the field, over the grass, through the woods, the grandmother's house, the whole thing. That was Pete Alonso running down at the first base today. Pete, those white lines, that one white line between the first base bag where you play, your position, and that diamond-looking thing called home plate, that white line, you have to kind of stay near that when you run down at the first base. You don't get to – I know the grass looks beautiful. Beautiful patch of grass, big league field, I get it. But you can't run on it too much. You got to stay close to that white line. But let's give Pete a pass, right? He missed enough time here. He missed a couple of weeks with the wrist. Maybe he forgot the ins and outs of base running. I don't know. And they can't field either. Did I mention that? So you add all that stuff up, and you got a team that's 34 and 40. And they're going nowhere fast. And the season is essentially pretty much kaput. Because we talk about a lot of teams in baseball right now, and specifically in the National League, that are having really, 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 really good seasons, surprising seasons, teams that really not a lot was expected much from, teams that really don't have gaudy payrolls either. You know, I was talking about this with somebody earlier today. Like, if you look at the National League right now, you know, like at the end of the year, they do the individual awards, right? And they have like the three finalists for everything. Forget about trying to pick a winner. But in the National League, you'd be hard-pressed right now to just narrow the field for manager of the year down to three. Like, you're going to leave two guys out as finalists who probably in most years would probably take home the damn award. You know, look at what the Marlins are doing right now. Skip Schumacher is a first-year manager. They're nine games over 500. You know, the Reds won again today. 11 consecutive wins. They're five over 500. They're in first place in the National League Central. Torrey Lovello, what he's done with the Arizona Diamondbacks. They're in first place right now. Second best record in all the National League. Gabe Kapler and the Giants, who've won nine straight games, walked off the Padres each of the last two nights. Giants have a top 10. How about this? The Giants have a top 10 offense in Major League Baseball, and they swung and missed on Aaron Judge and Carlos Correa this offseason. And they've got nothing from Arson Judge. Nothing. And they have a top 10 offense. Thank you. Where was the one we had last night? Our buddy. Where that was, was that funny, one? I like... What was that one? That was funny, actually. Yeah, liked it. That's, that's a good one, too. And then, oh, by the way, oh. how about Brian Snitker with the Atlanta Braves? Best record in the league. They might be the best team in the whole sport. And they're on their way to winning what? Is this the fifth or the sixth consecutive National League East title? I've lost track. You're going to deprive him for just general excellence? Point being, all these teams that are having big years, whether a lot was expected of them, maybe not so much expected from them. But the team with the richest payroll in all the land, in the history of the game, fresh off 101 wins, the manager of the year, the whole nine yards. That team can't get out of its own way. But, but, the owner's going to be patient. Going to be patient. Somebody tap him on the shoulder and let him know the season ends, what, October 1st or whenever it is? Maybe he'll be, you know, 
less patient a little after that. We'll see. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Want to hear from a Met fan. All right, been plenty of Yankees all afternoon, and we'll get back to the House Steinbrenner stuff, but this is, this is a sounding board for the Met fan today because I know that you're upset. I know you're agitated. I know you're frustrated. You're tired of this. You know? You can't stand the fact that you thought, finally, 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 this team's going to start winning games. They're not winning games. They're a huge collective dis- disappointment. Nothing more you can say. We'll hear from the manager. We'll hear from some of the particulars. Get their thoughts on another disappointing effort down in Houston. Good thing they're going to Philadelphia, too. Because Philly's playing their best baseball of the season and rounding into form. That's just where the Mets want to be for the weekend. Speaking of, after the off day on Thursday, next time the Mets are out on the field on Friday night in Philadelphia, that's going to be an Apple TV Plus game. And our pal Heidi Watney is going to be part of that broadcast. She'll join us a little bit later on in the program as well to talk all things Apple TV Plus and Major League Baseball. So we look forward to that. But it's Mets time when we come back. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Settle in. Going to be a busy one tonight. Cross the show till 10 right here on 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. We're taking it right up until 10 o'clock tonight. Larry and Gordon. Gordon and Larry will take over at that time. Remember, I'll be in with Bart both Thursday and Friday from noon to 3. So that's where you'll catch me for the rest of the week. Talking Mets, dropping the rubber match today, the Houston Astros 10-8 to down in Houston. Goes from bad to worse, worse to bad. The story of the 2023 New York Mets. Tyler McGill, we haven't mentioned his name because, I mean, you know, what would you expect? Couldn't make it out of the third inning today. Walked the whole ballpark. Got hit around pretty good. He's got an ERA north of five now. Not somebody that you can rely on in any way, shape, or form. But, you know, I think that it's kind of a microcosm of the entire pitching staff right now and how they disappointed. Because if you want to point to one culprit for the New York Mets right now, clearly it's the starting rotation and their inability to not only be productive, but to go deep into ballgames, which is taxing the bullpen, and it's like a trickle-down effect. Here was the, uh, the manager after the game today. Any concerns with that pitching staff? 
It's been a challenge. We've done some good things. Got a couple of really good starts here. And we've had some periods where people have gotten out. I knew Otto was going to bounce back. It's been hard to get Robbie in the game, bring him in a different. We have brought him in different innings, but not the only one. We've got some guys that have some uh, have pitched well. Just hasn't been, you know, the whole group. That's very seldom when the whole group. You know, when you look at the Astros, guys that have been doing it well for a long period of time are struggling some. But you know, I don't really care about the Astros right now. But it, we got to get better at it. Buck must be trying to work an angle to get sainthood, you know, because I, 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 to sit there and try to put a positive spin on what's going on here. And I understand. Look, he's got to live it day in and day out. And he's got to be around these guys. So I don't expect him to throw anybody under the bus. But to sit there and try to, you know, put lipstick on the pig, essentially, by trying to find the glimmer of hope. Like, hey, Adam Adovino pitched, you know, two scoreless innings today. Well, great. What about the other guys who gave up 10 runs? You know, like, I, that's not the angle that I think you're looking for here. The Bucks confident. He says the team is confident. He thinks that, you know, hopefully they'll make somebody pay. It's not always, you know, the sky is falling and waiting for something bad. They don't do that. You know, they certainly a lot of influences that could make you take your mindset there if you allow it, but you, know, you can't do it at this level, and these guys don't. They'll at uh, some point, you know, I feel like, you know, hopefully somebody's going to pay for their frustration. Well, so that's the manager. We mentioned Pete Alonzo, who earlier had a play in the game where he was, you know, running out of the baseline, for lack of a better term. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was pretty rough. Here's Pete trying to explain that one. I don't know. I mean, I just hit it back to the pitcher and just ran as fast as I could to uh, first base. I mean, watching the replay, like I was, I started up the line a little bit, but I thought I got got back towards like the, I guess like the running line. But I mean, that's umpire's discretion, and I mean, there's a lot of there's a little bit of gray area, but I mean, no, nothing I can do. I mean, I just hit the ball back to the pitcher and was just trying to react and get to first base as quick as I could. Hit the ball, close your eyes, run really fast. I guess I didn't, you know, he didn't see where he was going. I mean, he was probably the only one in the whole ballpark that didn't notice that he was closer to the pitcher's mound than he was the baseline. But, again, in the grand scheme of things, I don't think it decided the game one way or the other. And lastly from Pete, here, uh, what is the message to the team ahead of this all-important series this weekend against Philadelphia? Obviously not where we want to be, but we just need to keep playing hard, keep playing uh, behind each other, keep supporting each other, and keep working hard and, and doing the best we can to win ball games. Yeah. It hasn't worked out so well through 74 games, but, you know, maybe the next 74, things are going to turn around. They're confident. You should be confident, right? Here's one from the pitching coach, Jeremy Hefner. And remember, Jeremy Hefner was a guy, remember before Buck Showalter was even hired, when they were in between coaching staffs? Jeremy Hefner was a guy that they retained before the manager was even hired, before he even knew who the manager was going to be, not seeking his input. Right? Like if they landed on Buck Showalter, they said, hey, Buck, you want Jeremy Hefner to be your pitching coach? He was that important. And this pitching staff right now that's got two first ballot Hall of Famers has an ERA, which is as bloated as anything you've ever seen. So, Jeremy, Coach Hefner, what do you make of these pitching struggles? Obviously, we're not doing everything that we need to be doing to be successful, um, whether it be sequencing or throwing the ball where we want to throw it, command control, whatever you want to, what have you. Coming off Max and JV, putting together a pretty good start. I mean, JV gave up four runs and got us deep in the ball game. Like, and then obviously Max was really good. And then, you know, Cookie and McGill coming off rough ones, right? So it's always a game of adjustments and what the opposition is trying to do to you, but also like what can we control? And I don't think we're necessarily doing the things that we need to do that we can control. The best of our ability yeah i mean that's a lot of coach speak right that's all that is 
Nothing more, nothing less. And I feel bad for a guy like Jeremy Hefner. I do. Because in these type of situations, when a team is struggling, everybody's going to look to point the finger, right? You can't just point the finger at the manager. There's got to be something deeper to it. So it's got to be the pitching coach, right? Mets starting rotation, by the way, with an ERA of five. There's only four teams worse than that in all of Major League Baseball. Like, I was watching the game one of the nights this week when Scherzer Verlander, you know, were on the mound. And I'm watching the dugout interaction in between innings. And you got Scherzer there talking to the catcher. I forgot who it was or, or, or somebody. And I'm thinking of my – and Jeremy Hefner was standing there kind of like holding court with him and observing. And I'm thinking to myself, Max Scherzer's a first ballot Hall of Famer, right? Justin Verlander's a first ballot Hall of Famer. These guys have accomplished the highs of highs as far as pitching is concerned in this sport. Like, what is Jeremy Hefner going to possibly tell them? about pitching successfully in the big leagues. Like, these guys, right? I mean, these, these are two of the all-time great careers. That's why the whole, like, coaching thing, it's a little overrated to me. People always want, you know, fire this guy, fire that guy when the team is struggling. Like, how about on the players, right? These guys have gotten to the highest level of baseball, the highest level of their profession. I think they probably have a good idea as to how to get the job done. Now, I understand that some of these coaches could be like a sounding board and a resource or whatnot, but you really think a guy like Jeremy Hefner, and this is no knock on him, I know he was a pitcher and all those things, and he pitched in the big leagues, but is he really going to impart any wisdom that Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander don't know already? You know, they, they, they've had more success than failures, certainly in their careers. Maybe the day off will do this team good. I don't know. Something. Because right now, playing every day isn't helping them. We know that. They can't beat anybody. And you worry about things getting really ugly in Philadelphia because that team, aside from the fact that they lost last night to the Braves, they're starting to turn it around and play some really, really good baseball. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. We come back, we'll talk a little Yankees and some pretty revealing comments today. From the Yankee boss, Hal Steinbrenner, he was on with TMKS, and they asked all good questions. He gave some good answers, but maybe we could dive a little bit deeper into some of them. Grasso with you till 10 right here on 98.7 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. We'll put the Mets to rest here because, you know, most teams end up putting them to rest. And we'll move on to some other things here. And, and before we get into the Yankees 
And the Hal Steinbrenner interview from earlier today. We have a situation going on right now, which is, you know, concerning to say the least. If you listen to the show, you know our buddy Harvey here is a huge, huge soccer fan, huge Red Bulls fan. Red Bulls have been off for a long time, like two weeks, right? Two weeks? Has, is that long as it's been? 18 days. 18 days. Even more than two weeks. A little bye week, essentially. The international break is what they call it for Major League Soccer. Red Bulls are back in action tonight. They got a game in Charlotte. No, they're at home. Oh, that's right. They're home. Mm-hmm. So it's, 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 it's a double-edged sword right now, okay? They're home against Charlotte. He's not there, which ordinarily he would be if this was a Saturday night because he's here working because, you know what, he's loyal to his job, and you applaud that. Sure. But because of some little technical hiccup, apparently he can't even get the game on television here. And so he's going crazy inside. Is that fair? Uh, I mean. Now let me ask you a question. Go on. And I guess if you had the right answer, you wouldn't be in this situation right now. Why can't we get the game on? Uh, I wish I knew. Don't we have, like, access to every single sporting event, like in Western civilization? I would hope so. It was like the worldwide leader in sports we are. Right. And in the past, like, you're able to access these games. So why no Red Bulls tonight? I mean, I can get on my phone since I have it on Apple TV, but I'm seeing here on, you know, where we can get our, our games here, and I'm seeing NYCFC of all, of all games. But you're able to access it at least on your phone? Yes. Okay. Not that it's going to distract me from the show. No, I can't. I, I, we can't lose you tonight. We need you. Intense focus. So what'd you do with the tickets tonight? Well, I gave them to my dad. And so they're at the game. Yeah, he's at the game. <laughs> my dad. <laughs> because he's not. Um, Just had a, a birthday over the weekend. That's right. Just because he's not he's not a, technolo- a technological guy. Yeah. I had to like, I gave him two options. Oh, these are the like the, the e-tickets, right? Yes. Oh, boy. I told him, hey, you can either get my, my Red Bulls app info so mm-hmm. I, I don't have to really transfer them to your email, mm-hmm. or I can get my my member representative to text you a link to uh, the tickets. You have, tickets. A, you have a member representative at the Red Bulls? Every Red member has their own representative. So like a ticket representative, you're yeah, saying? Yeah, essentially, yeah. And what's yours? what's yours name? Her name is Jessica. She is uh, she's brand new. So Jessica just got there, and they saddled her with your case. Yeah, it's been like a revolve, revolving door of sorts for for people there. But they all they all do they all do a great job. Now is it a revolving door because you're a difficult customer to deal with, and like they just immediately head for the hills when they find out that they have to deal with your account? And they said, "I can't take this guy anymore. I'm gone." Harvey headache is what they call me. That's no. what I'm saying. Harvey headache. No, By the way, uh, your game is on. I'm watching your game right now, isn't it? I'm seeing on my app. Uh, that it says NYCFC. I mean, I'm glad they confused the two teams. I'll take that. You see, oh, the, we're both looking at the same screen, right? Yeah. Okay. That's Red Bulls. I, on my phone, it says New York City at Atlanta, which is true. They're at Atlanta tonight for those for the few city fans that care. But um, yeah, you know what? I'll take it. You got your game. You see that? Ye of little faith. You got your game. More important than anything. So, so let me get back to the whole ticket representative thing. Here we go. Because that's that's an issue right now. So what would the ticket representative be able to provide? Um, updates on, like, members' rewards, mm-hmm. certain discounts. Um, if you have trouble with tickets, she'll point to the right way. Um, it also looks like there's nobody at this game tonight, so it seems hey, like man, a lot of people have problems with tickets. Uh, not, you're, you're diverting. Um, no, but it's true. There's nobody there. Well, it's a Wednesday night. 
I mean, look, come on, look at that. There's more people in this studio right now than there is at that soccer game. Well, look, I mean, they've had they've had trouble filling the arena because of ownership and front office miscues. Well, the, I mean, well, I mean, they also lose more than they win, which also might have something to do with it. That's right. What do you think the market would have been for your tickets tonight if you put them on sale? Oh, I would have. I could have made it a cool 60, 70 bucks. Cool for who? Cool for me. But I didn't. Isn't that less than what you pay for the tickets? No. No, the, those generally go on sale for like 30. Your tickets are 30 bucks a pop? Yeah. And so you you think you could actually got double for these tickets? I believe so. I I how, how? A sucker's born every minute, my friend. Sucker's born every minute, but you know what? This might as well be Halloween and the whole place went dressed up as an empty seat. That's what it looks like to me. Now, going back to the ticket. No, I'm serious. Like, if if I showed up at Red Bull (laughs) Arena tonight, and if I parked my car or or took the train or whatever I did, and I walked around the outside of that stadium, all I had to do was probably look down at my feet, I would have found tickets. It would have been like a dispenser. Like, here, take this. It's free. And I could have just walked in on my own. How lucky would you be? I might not even have needed a ticket. They might have just, like, waved me in. Unlocked the door. Come on in. I doubt it, but it's always worth a a try. So you got your game. You got your ticket representative. Do, 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 do we know if they made it into the game in one piece? My dad? Yeah. Yeah. They got in. Okay. Yeah, so there was no it. technology issues. Everything was okay. No, he's good. All right. Well, is this the first game you've missed this year? Um. Yes. Yes, this one is. I missed uh, the Open Cup game against Cincy a few weeks ago as well. That doesn't count, though. Remember, we said uh, that that was Fugazi. I don't know who's we. I counted. No, the one that you play up in Montclair? Yes. Yeah, that didn't count. Well, for you, I count them. I no, was there last year. It doesn't. There. It can't count. It's part of a cup competition, and the cup competition actually matters now. So, how do you feel not being there? Well, look. I mean, I'd like to be there, mm-hmm. but hey, if being here uh, for the show, you're an important part of the show. Appreciate it. It's the next best thing, so I'll take it. It's the best thing. It's the best thing. We deliver more consistently than this team does, and you got to admit that. Yeah. Yeah. Look at the people that showed up. That's all the proof you need. Well, those are the diehards. Thank yeah, but I, I know. Still. I'll be there Saturday. Don't worry. Saturday night is the game, right? Yeah, against Atlanta. Well, we got a show in the morning on Saturday. You'll yeah, be there for that, right? That's no problem. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, easy. Make sure. All right, 800-919-3776. We got the Red Bull stuff taken care of. When we come back, we'll hear from Hal Steinbrenner. The Yankee owner, the boss, speaking up on the state of affairs of his baseball team, which probably, according to Yankee fans, not exactly where you want to be, but certainly not as depressing as the other team in town. We'll hear from Hal when we return. Grasa Show, 98.7 ESPN. Hit the ball, close your eyes, run really fast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. 
Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This is the Dan Grasa Show on 98.7 ESPN. Tomorrow, Barclays Center, the newest stars of the NBA will be unveiled. Even though the Knicks don't have first-round pick, Nets got a couple of selections there in the 20s. But we shall see, including all the hype attached to one Victor Wembayama. We saw him last night at Yankee Stadium throughout the first pitch. And speaking of Yankee Stadium right now, Bombers and Mariners scoreless in the third inning. That is a Amazon Prime vehicle or Prime video game tonight if you're looking for it on the, uh, the TV side of things. Now, Hal Steinbrenner, Eddie Gillick, you give him credit. Hal Steinbrenner doesn't have to face the media. He doesn't have to do interviews like he did today on the Michael K show. And he talked for a half an hour. It was a good spot. Didn't shy away from any questions. All the questions that you felt needed to be asked were asked. So I think that was a good job by the guys. So let's break down some of these answers here. And first and foremost, the question was presented to him that there are some fans out there that in lieu of just making the playoffs again and falling short of the World Series again, they would almost rather have a losing season, which would then warrant change. At least we'd be led to believe that it would warrant change. So therefore, you could make a more concerted effort about trying to build a championship team. Is that a direction or a eventuality that Hal Steinbrenner would want to entertain? For all the talk that I'm not like my dad in a lot of ways, that's one way that I'm just like my dad. It's not in my DNA. I want to be in the playoffs mm-hmm. every year. I believe if you get into the playoffs, wild card or not, you've got a legitimate shot to make it happen in any given year. And, and our fans expect that. You guys know that better than I do. You deal with this every day. And my family expects it. Now, it, it's not. It's just not a consideration. It's, it's not where we play. It's not the city we play in. And it's what our fans want. So there you go. Just get in. Right? you got to be in it to win it. That's the attitude that Hal Steinbrenner is operating under. And look, it's been now going on 14 years since the Yankees were in the World Series. 2009 was a long time. So they've been in it most of these years. They've given themselves a shot. I mean, last year they came within one step of the World Series, but they got swept by the Houston Astros. Right? They've been to the ALCS, just never to the World Series in all that time. Now, as far as changes are concerned, what if this team is reasonably healthy come playoff time. But yet they still underperform. Will changes be made if the team doesn't accomplish its goals? If we can march into the playoffs 90% of our intended team that we expected to be on the field every day, and we don't perform well in the playoffs, I'm going to start asking the questions even then. If we don't make the playoffs, third place, fourth place, second place, this is a tough division. But if we don't make the playoffs and we're healthy the second half of the year and we start getting guys back and we get the, the team that we intended to be on the field, on the field, then I'm going to be asking some tough questions. I think that's a fair answer. I think it's a fair answer because 
how would you expect them to respond, right? You know, right now the Yankees have a built-in excuse, and it's the fact that Aaron Judge is not playing, and Aaron Judge is out of the lineup. Okay, if that's the case, where Judge is back and he's doing his thing, and yet this team is still underachieving, well, then you can have those type of conversations, as they should, right? As they should. And Jake Bowers, by the way, goes deep. Two-run shot to get the Yankees on the board. Two nothing. Here. There you go. Bam, bam. Bam, 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 bam. Off of Luis Castillo, no less, who seems to really have the Yankees' number. So I thought that was an, a pretty good answer from Hal. Now, what about this team's recent struggles? Now, recent struggles, put it in perspective, right? It's not like we're talking about Mets struggles. And it was good that they were able to win last night and get the monkey off their back just somewhat in taking the series opener against the Seattle Mariners. But the offense has been struggling. Guys in that lineup that you're used to seeing succeed haven't necessarily done their part. What about some of these recent issues? I'm not happy at all about the last week, needless to say. I talked to everybody a week ago when I was in New York, media-wise, and I still think we're missing, obviously, a few big pieces that need to come back. But overall, we're hanging in there. Uh, the last week was disappointing, though, without a doubt. I said last week we needed some guys to step up because we're missing a big, big player in, in Aaron Judge. And so far, it hasn't happened. I think we saw a, a glimpse of, hopefully, uh, good things out of one of them last night that got three hits. But we got to get back to scoring runs. we got to get back to where we were those two weeks in May when I think we won 12 games out of 15, and we were never out of a game, and we were scoring runs, and you know we had we played a good four-game series against the Rays. We got to get back to that, and we still have to get healthier, obviously. And talking about the guy who had three hits last night, that was Anthony Rizzo, who you hope maybe snapped out of this funk that he's been in really ever since that he returned from the IL, dealing with that neck soreness, and he had that collision there with Fernando Tatis Jr. when the Padres were in, and he really hasn't been the same player. So I think that that's a fair answer. What about the mission statement? You know, for the longest time, and certainly when George was still around, it was championship or bust for the New York Yankees. And there was a run there where they reeled off four World Series in five years in the late 90s, early 2000s. And the fans kind of took that as the philosophy, as this is what you should expect if you are the New York Yankees. So what about the mission statement, Hal? Has that changed any, given the fact that it's been almost a decade and a half? No, it has not been adjusted. Our goal every year is to win a championship. And I've been through this before with numerous people. Do I feel that the whole season is a failure when we don't? No, I don't, because I'm not going to ignore when we win X amount of games and win a division and win a division series. I'm not going to ignore that. But we have failed for many years to win a championship, and that is our ultimate goal. But, you know, I went through this a lot in the offseason. I talked to a lot of you guys, and for all the reasons that I stated, I believe that Boone is a good manager, and I believe that Cashman is a good general manager. And I'm not going to go into all those reasons again. You can look it up. There are many. But we have failed, and you can include me in that as well. My family puts the resources in we can every year, and we strive to feel a championship-caliber team. And sooner or later, that's got to result in a championship. And I absolutely understand the frustration with the fans. So, so, I get it. We're all frustrated. So, so the big difference here, and I guess the question that I would have, what would have to materialize for there to be change? Right? It's one thing to sit here and say that you like Boone as a manager, you believe in Cashman still as the guy who runs the baseball ops. Clearly. I mean, Cashman's been here for 25 years as the main decision maker. Boone, you decided to bring him back, right? So you believe in him as a manager, even though he still hasn't gotten you to a World Series. What would have to change? How will accountability be faced if there's failure, but yet you still have the same people in charge? 
Well, I think the accountability is with the fans. If they've lost confidence in us and the way we do things and what we do to try to win a championship every year, they're going to let us know in, in a variety of ways. So I always feel accountable, believe me. But if you're asking me, do I think Brian Cashman is not a good general manager? No, I think he's a good general manager. I've been through the reasons numerous times, but we have failed to achieve our ultimate goal for many, many years, and that's to win a championship. And we can go through the contributing factors every single year. We can go through some of the contributing factors this year as to why we are where we are. The fans. It's a big part of it, right? It's the lifeblood of the baseball team, lifeblood of any organization, right? We talk to them every single day. We hear your complaints. We hear your concerns. We hear your gripes. Some more valid than others, but they're still there, and they're not going to go away until the team wins the ultimate prize because, you know, I still like to bring up what happened last summer when the Yankees at this point of the season were still on almost a record-setting pace. They had the best record in baseball, and we were sitting here trying to hearken back comparisons to that 98 team. Were the Yankees potentially going to threaten that 114 win total because that's how good they were in the regular season? And what happened? Things kind of find themselves working out, but when they were playing at an exceedingly high level... Joey Gallo was thinking up the joint, batting ninth, and yet fans were still unhappy and they couldn't stop and smell the roses and just enjoy how well this team was playing as a whole. Instead, it was we got to get Gallo out of the number nine spot. He's killing this team. Okay. What about the fans, Hal? Do you know how upset these fans are? I talk to Jason Zillow a lot, and I talk to different people. I don't listen to podcasts. I don't listen to radio shows. I don't read the papers much, but I want to know what the what the vibe is out there, and I understand they're upset. I'm a little confused this year, being third week in June, why they're so upset, but they're upset, and that's going to get my attention, of course, and you know, everybody just needs to know that we're working hard on all fronts to get this back on the rails and start playing the way we were for you know a couple-week period there in May, but health has got to be a part of it. We've we got to get Aaron back. You know, Rodon had a rehab outing. He felt great afterwards. 42 pitches, I believe. We got to get him into the mix. We got to get healthier. We got to get guys off the I.L. and put sending guys to the I.L. That's one factor that needs to happen. I'm glad he brought that up. Okay, injuries. And that's a big one. And your team underperforms if you don't have the guys in there that you planned and budgeted to be in the lineup for you. Starting with Judge. They didn't pay Judge $360 million because they wanted him to be on the shelf for a few weeks, minimum, because of a banged-up toe. He doesn't do anybody any good if he's not playing, okay? But what about that injury issue? It's something that we've spoken about a lot on this show and a lot on this station. What does Hal have to say about that? Well, it's frustrating. Some of the injuries sliding into a base, crashing into a wall is not much we can do about. But just the oblique and the hamstrings and the quads that drive me crazy. We did change a lot three or four years ago, as you know, by bringing in Eric and new strength and conditioning people and, and techniques that we do in the weight room. But I'm going to meet with Eric this weekend when I'm in New York. He just made up a report that I just got and I've read a couple times and we're going to continue to try to get better and better. I mean, I do know that this year we're above average with injuries. I think we all know that. But if you look at the last two years, believe it or not, we're pretty close to the major league average. Now, I want to be below average, obviously. So the question is, what areas can we improve in? And, and we're always striving to do that. We're never going to, I'm never going to quit asking that question. Believe me. Um, look, the judge was a fluky play. Right? I, you can't blame this on injury history, on Eric Cressy, or anything like that. Right? Rains it pours. No. Judge was a fluke play. He went out to go make a play, made a great stop, um, jammed his toe into the bottom of the fence there at Dodger Stadium. It happens once in a blue moon. Unfortunately, it happened to the Yankees. 
But there are still some other guys that are always hurt for some reason. Always. You know, Harrison Bader, he's just back off the IL. Guy's always hurt. You asked acquired him last year when he was hurt. A couple other things that Hal touched on that I want to get to when we come back. Namely, what's the latest in terms of the organization's feelings on one Anthony Volpe? And what about the finance situation with the New York Yankees? Plus, we'll take your calls and your reaction as well at 800-919-3776. Dan Gross' show, Tilt 10, right here on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, run, Johnny, run, 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 Johnny, run. 